Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show where we do not get into the sphere. Or at least we don't remember that we did. Did I get into the sphere? Anyway, with me this evening is my co-host Russell. Hi. Sorry I made us watch this movie. <laughs> I thought it was better. <laughs> I remembered. You remember the one twist? I actually sort of while watching it was like, I think I've only ever seen this one scene that I didn't know was from this movie until a few weeks ago. <laughs> we also have Dave. Hey, did I go in the sphere too? Probably. I think I we did. Know. Let's uh, uh, make a friendship handshake. <laughs> Maybe I could manifest some fucking good thoughts in my head. I don't think that's how it works. Um, Damn it. This week we are talking about Sphere from 1998, PG-13, 2 hours and 14 minutes, uh, loosely attached to our uh, cosmic horror. I mean, it's kind of cosmic horror Yeah, it's got some elements. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely cosmic. Yeah. Less Cthulhu-y, but... It's still got yeah. some of that... A little bit. A little spoopy to it. A little spoopy. There was, like, some decent... There was a decent dialogue piece... Where uh, Dustin Hoffman's talking at the beginning. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say it now since you're about to start the synopsis. Sure. Where he's like talking about, he's like, he's like, he's basically like, he's like, well, I theorized that, you know, we couldn't understand what aliens looked like if we did see them. So the first thing we would feel is terror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, while he's in the middle of bullshitting this paper that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, why did I laugh so much? Uh, like, I laughed so much during this movie. Yeah. It is not a comedy at all. Um, so, this movie is about a uh, a crash-landed spaceship um, that is found in the ocean. Uh, and according to a paper written by a psychologist, um, the government has created, like, a whole division... <laughs> For the first contact possibility with an alien, <laughs> um, and uh, so they they follow his instructions to a T. It's their ba- it's basically their manual for for interacting with uh, alien life, and uh, so they bring him in and they bring in the uh, the people that he suggested um, from various uh, professions. Um. To interact possibly with an alien. Um, and you find out that the paper he wrote, he was like, they asked me this crazy question. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'll write it for several thousand dollars. $35,000. Yeah. The down payment for his house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he like wrote some bullshit. Like he was like, yeah, I mean, I did like a couple hours of research and then just bullshitted the whole thing. I didn't think it was actually going to happen. <laughs> so it's like people that he personally knows and they're all like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Um, so the cast, the cast is pretty cool. I like this cast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dustin, cast. Dustin Hoffman is Norman. Uh, Sharon Stone is Beth. Samuel L. Jackson is Harry. Um, leave Schreiber as Ted. And then, uh, the government people, uh, you've got, uh, uh, Peter Coyote as Barnes, uh, Queen Latifah as Fletcher. This is like a very early, 
Queen yeah. Latifah movie role. Yeah. Uh, Huey Lewis was the helicopter pilot. What? He was just in an episode of Blacklist that I watched. It was pretty funny. Pretty sure he did a cameo on the A Team too. As a as a Huey pilot. <laughs> oh, I get, that's why they did it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so uh, Beth is a biologist. Harry is a mathematician. And Ted is a astrophysicist. Yes. Um. So he says the reason what Russell was talking about. Well, we understand why we need an astrophysicist. What do we need a mathematician for? Well, math is probably going to be the universal language that we're going to use to communicate. Okay, a biologist makes sense because we want to understand their biology. If we find dead ones, we want to try and figure out what the fuck's going on. Um. And then, what do we need a psychologist for? And that's when he says what Russell said, that, you know, we're probably not going to understand them, and the first time we see them, the first thing we will feel is probably terror. So he's there to, like, help the rest of the group out. Um, That was good. I liked that. I liked that. I also, like, think he he, his expertise helped a lot in trying to figure what the fuck was going on out. But they didn't know, he didn't, you know, think that was going to happen. So they find this ship, and... The Navy has been kind of guarding it while they try and figure out what the fuck they're going to do with it. And it's huge. Uh, like three football fields or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it's buried in 300-year-old uh, coral reef. Coral. Yeah. There's a growth of coral reef that uh, is at least 300 years old. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? And uh, it, they figure out that it didn't like crash. It just like appeared there. Because there's no like trench that it dug when it hit the hit the earth or anything, yeah, and it's in like perfect condition. So like they they kind of theorize that at first that it's made out of like crazy alloys that can't be damaged, and so that's why it's not damaged from the crash. Um, so they go down and take a look at it, and like when you when when you're like coming down in like the they're like looking at it as they're coming down in a submarine, and you're like. That looks super man-made, bro. Like, there's, like, checkering on the outside, like, caution it, caution stuff and shit, and you're like, yeah, this looks like a human ship. Uh, so they, they get down there, and, like, nothing, nothing crazy really happens, but they're, like, talking about stuff, and then they go to the ship, and they're gonna go, they're gonna go in and check out the ship. So they go, and, uh, they're like, we think this is the door, and, like, Sam Jackson's, like, looking at it, and he's like, bro, what are the chances that, like, uh, like an airplane-looking door, this looks like an airplane door? Like, what are the chances that aliens would have the same dimensions as a human? Like, or, you know, the chances that they're humanoid in shape or anything like that? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. Um... And But nobody questions, like, the shape of the ship, that it plainly looks like an airplane, kind of. Don't worry about that yet. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, wow, an alien ship, 300 years old. Um, so uh, th- they're like trying to figure out how they're going to get in. And uh, Liev Schreiber is like, oh, let me show you some basic physics, people. And like being an asshole because it's Liev Schreiber and he's good at it. Yeah. Um, so also he, let you know what's going to happen later. Yeah. And he like uh, 
takes like a just like a pry bar and a hammer and like starts like pounding trying to pound it into the crease where the door is and he's like chipping paint off yeah and sam jackson's like if this is some kind of crazy alien alloy that can't be damaged by anything why are you chipping paint off of it and they're like what that's fucking weird (laughs) and then the door just opens just like it, it fucking like uh Star Trek door opens like yeah and they're like what the fuck who opened that door there's some one liner there that's used in the in the trailer and uh, so then they walk in and there's like you know steel grating on the walkways it looks exactly like a catwalk and every other thing that has a catwalk in it yeah it's like steel grate catwalks with rail handrails and stuff and they're just like this is weird this is weird, right? Yeah, this is weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all walking around, and uh, uh, Beth, Sharon Stone, she like, they all have flashlights, and they're looking around, and she like looks down, uh, down some stairs, which there's stairs, and they're like, she's just like, uh, yeah, okay, and she looks down some stairs, and there's like boot prints in dust, boot prints. I'm looking at the camera. God damn it, Dave. Uh, You're welcome. There's just like boot prints in the dust. And she's like, uh, someone else has been here. And uh, uh, Barnes is like, no, no one else has been in here yet. We're like, well, look at There's fucking boot prints in the dust. And he's like, what the fuck? All right, we'll split up. And like somebody's like, is that really the best idea? You're right. Should we do that? Should, should we do that? Like, Are we in a horror movie? Uh, no. No. Uh so they they split up and um Norman and Beth end up finding the uh the cockpit with the control room the control area. room yeah. And uh they find a human corpse that has like a hostess or no it does not hostess it's a uh, uh what's that company that makes like mixed nuts and shit. Planners. It's not planners. It's the other one. Mars. Nope. Kellogg? No. I don't remember. Anyway, it's a bag of mixed nuts from a brand name on Earth, and they're like, what in the fuck is going on here? <clears throat> and uh, they find, like, a ship's log, and it's all in English and shit, and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they find, like, they figure out, like, the date on the ship's log is from, like, 50 years in the future. Because uh, like 2043 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. And uh, this was in the 90s. And they're like, whoa, that's weird. And then there's the last entry is an unknown event. And they're like, what the fuck is that? So they click on it and it does like a holographic projection of, of the unknown event. And it's basically like the ship gets sucked into a black hole. And they're like, okay... So then they like radio the other people and the other people are like, uh, yeah, we found some weird shit too. And they found like some, like, uh, like a, a trash bin that says trash and then trash in like Spanish or something. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I think this is like an American ship. (laughs) They're like, yeah, but what? So then they find a cargo hold and the cargo hold has a giant gold sphere in it. Just chilling. Yeah, it's just not, hanging out. Not touching. Hanging out is is uh, operative. It's not touching the ground. It's not touching the ceiling. It's not touching anything. It's just floating there. 
and they're like, what the fuck is that? And it's like shimmery. And they're like, this is the surface kind of looks like mercury, right? And yeah. And like, nobody's really, they're all just like, wow, I bet you this is like, if you could get a micrometer big enough, you could tell that it was like perfect, a perfect sphere. And they talk about like the perfect sphere and the impossibility of a perfect sphere and shit. Right. Um, and, uh, Norman, Dustin Hoffman's character, he's like, you know, I hate to be the one that's not a scientist and point this out, but does anybody notice anything weird about the reflection on this? Cause it's metallic. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, it's reflecting everything in the room except us. And they're like, huh, that's weird. That's real weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Huh? Um, so then they go back, they leave, and they're just like, all right, let's uh let's not do that again. And they're just like trying to figure out what the fuck happened, and they uh Beth and uh Norman tell them about the ship log and stuff, and they're like, Yeah, this is fucking crazy and all this stuff. And uh at some point, Sam Jackson goes back. Like is and nobody night? knows, yeah. And, um, oh, they're, they're like, oh yeah, there's a storm coming in and we've got to get topside or we're stuck down here until the storm's over. Yeah. So like, you know, everybody get ready to go, you know, take a nap, take a nap. So before, before he leaves, uh, Norman is talking to Harry, which is Sam Jackson's character. And, uh, he's like, they're talking about the situation and. Harry gets into his bunk and he's like, he shuts his light off and he's like, you know, we're going to die down here. Right. And Norman's like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. What? He's like, well, if that ship is from the future and it's their log said it was an unknown event, then that means that nobody knows what we know. That means that we never make a topside. So logically we all die down here. Yep. And then he like goes to sleep, and Norman's just like, "What Whoa. the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, dude!" So while they're waiting for uh, to like go back up before this storm, so they can get out of here before this storm in the middle of the ocean, uh, Harry wakes up in the middle of the night and goes out and goes to the to the ship, and uh, he gets into the sphere somehow. And they wake up after he's like walked out and they're like, Oh fuck, what is he doing? We got to stop him. And, uh, Norman goes after him and he finds, he like gets to the sphere and like, there's, he's not there. And then he just like appears at his feet. And like, the, what the yeah. fuck? So he like takes him back and he's like unconscious and not doing great. And they miss their boat basically. So they got to stay underwater the whole storm. And uh, that's when weird shit starts happening. I don't even remember all the weird shit that happens. There's like a jellyfish storm yeah. that kills uh, Queen Latifah. Um, weird sea snakes. Weird sea snakes. There's a... Uh, what? Oh, the, the giant squid kills... Uh, uh, the Gomez. Admiral guy. No, it kills the chick. Yeah. Barnes gets killed by the just a door closing. He gets like cut in half by oh, a security yeah, yeah. door. Yeah. But uh just like 
a bunch of crazy shit happens. Like all the extraneous characters get killed. Leave Shriver gets like cooked. Yeah. Uh, like the whole place is like falling apart from getting attacked by a giant, uh, uh, abnormally sized giant squid. Yeah. And, uh, he like gets knocked down and pinned on top of a grate and then like just fire erupts underneath him and he gets cooked like he's on a fucking propane grill. Also, there's a part where, uh, Dustin Hoffman gets attacked by weird sea snakes mm-hmm. and she's like, good thing they're nocturnal. They're the most deadly. That's not how that works. Like, no. this is the most venomous snakes, <laughs> but they're nocturnal. Yeah. That's not how they, that works. They only bite <laughs> at night because they have, they wear watches. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you're lucky it's not after 6 p.m. You're lucky it's not after 6 p.m. 5.58. I'd have bit your ass. Um, yeah, there's like, some funny, stupid shit in it. Uh, I like how our snakes are from Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, we hey. won't fucking bite you. Yeah, it's not six o'clock. <laughs> hey, your mother's ass. Let me sniff that ass. <laughs> you always say something weird about ass, and I like played a character. I played like a Brooklyn dwarf that just always said, "Let me sniff that ass." <laughs> so it's weird. Oh, that's what Brooklyn people say. Hey, yeah. your mother's ass. Yeah, and then I say, "Let, let me Can sniff that, that ass," and like I'm trying to ask to sniff. Whoever's mother's ass. It's weird. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Anyway. Um, but yeah, weird shit keeps happening. And then like Harry tells Norman this weird story because he like starts reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He's yeah. just like always reading it. And he's super chill about everything. He's just like, I I was asleep when all that shit was happening. So yeah. who's dead? Who's dead? What happened? Huh? Oh, oh that's that sucks. And he's like starts reading his book again. <laughs> like he's like just completely like dissociated yeah he's completely dissociated from everything and so he's reading 20,000 leagues under the sea and he like tells uh norman this story where he was like i really liked this book when i was a kid but uh i could never get past eight past page 87 because i was scared of it so he's like he's always reading the book and then uh a bunch of shit happens everybody's dead but harry norman and beth this point and uh they have an argument uh because beth said she went to the ship to look for food the other ship the 300 year old ship she went to the 300 year old ship to look for food yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and she's like you know like all the cupboards are empty so then like they open the cupboards and the cupboards are all full and she's like confused as shit and she's freaking out and they have an argument and she like walks off and uh and Harry's sitting there and Norman like kicks a book on the ground and he picks it up and it's a copy of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and he's like, "Oh, hey, Harry, you you dropped your" and he looks over and Harry's reading the book. But Norman has it in his hand. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So then he like turns around and there's a pile of the books on the table. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he's like opening the cupboards that f- there was just food in and like they're full of the book. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And Harry doesn't, like, notice this at all. He's just sitting there reading the book. So then uh, Norman goes and talks to Beth. And he's like, "Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think he's, like, manifesting this shit and, like, explaining it. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Manifesting jellyfish and fucking giant squid? That's stupid. And where did all these books come from? And he's like, no, 
listen. And he tells the story about Norman not being able to read past age, page 87. And he tells her what's on page 87. It's the description of the giant squid from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And then he hands her the book. And she's like, what's after page 87? And she takes the book. And all the pages after page 87 are blank because Harry's never read them. So he doesn't know what's in the rest of the book. But he's manifesting the whole book. Right. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? So they're like, okay, we need to like knock him out. Hopefully until this storm's over and we can get back topside. Because uh, there's like an emergency submarine. And uh, so they like stab him with a little uh, sleepy, time, sleepy needle. time needle. Some ultra Benadryl. And uh, I don't remember what the fuck it was. They had like it was a ultra whole, Benadryl. It was ultra Benadryl. So uh, he's like in a dreamless sleep so that he doesn't accidentally man manifest something in his dreams. And uh, weird shit keeps happening. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? And it turns out that they all went into the sphere. They just don't remember. And they're all playing tricks on themselves and each other. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the cool thing, I, I think like the way the movie plays out is really cool. But like one of the cool things that I think he says is uh, that Norman says is... Uh, that they weren't ready that like humankind isn't ready and we can't control our subconscious. And there's always these bad things in our heads. Right. Yeah. And that's what we keep subconsciously manifesting. And that's why we were like trying to kill ourselves basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he figures this out. Harry wakes up after like Beth tries to kill Norman because she's like, they have a, a past relationship where he was her uh, shrink and like they were also like dating sort of only like they had relations, they had relations and it was not a good thing. Like they had a bad break because there were lies and illness and stuff. Uh, so she had like tried to kill herself at some point and she like was doing Zanny's like the whole movie. Um, and uh, so like she like has a paranoid freak out because all this shit's happening and she like is like you're doing it you're doing it to Norman he's like no it's you and they eventually figure out that they're both doing it yeah everyone's doing <laughs> it everyone's doing it <laughs> so then they're trying to figure out what to do and that's when Harry wakes up and Harry's like what the fuck why'd you guys knock me out he's yeah. still like super chill he's yeah, just like <laughs> fucked up guys, man what'd you why why'd you why would you do that to me it's like what what the fuck. So, uh, they, like, come up with the idea, they're like, we gotta get the fuck out of here, and then, like, some bombs that she randomly, like, Beth randomly turned on, because, like, the whole time, like, she, they've been, hi like, her and Norman have been hiding her, like, mental state. Yeah. Right? And at some point, Barnes, like, figured it out before he died and he's like she's a ticking time bomb and like for some reason she like knew that he said that and she's like i'm gonna blow the whole place up oh no so that was her subconscious thing so she like actually like went and set a, set <laughs> these bombs, bombs that like they that weren't there before like they never talked about these bombs even being there and they're just yeah. like she like just goes out and sets them and it's like yeah i'm a ticking time bomb bitch I'll show you ticket time bomb. <laughs> so they're they got to get out of there before the whole place bl blows up. So they go. This is like my favorite thing in the whole movie. They go. They get to the ship or the the fucking uh, submarine, the escape submarine, and they get in it. And they're like, try. They're arguing about like how to get the fuck out. 
He's like, I don't, and like Norman's like, I don't know how to fucking drive a submarine. And they're like, you're going to learn now. So they're like flipping switches and pushing buttons. And like, there's a big ass button that's like a launch. And like, he goes to press it. And then like, they're inside the ship. And they're like, what the fuck? How'd we get here? They're, they're like on the cockpit. Oh, yeah. we got to get the fuck out of here. So they like get out of the cockpit and they they like run out and like there was an elevator that took them up to the cockpit before and they run out and it's just a hallway and they're like, wasn't there like a elevator here? Yeah, but fuck it. Just keep going. And then they like run and then they're in front of the sphere and they're like, what the fuck? So they run and they're in the hallway again and they run and they turn a corner and they're looking at the cockpit and they're like, what is happening? And it like shows them, it shows them in the, the submarine, just like yelling at each other about how they're lost. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. That, that was a cool, cool scene. And it just yeah. like, it is, it's like, like being lost in a dream. For like five minutes, they're just yeah. like, "How the fuck do we get out of here?" And he finally is just like, "Fuck it!" and hits like just like puts his arm out and hits the button, and they go, and then uh, everything blows up, and they they surface topside, and then the the movie sinks. Uh, yep, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh man, we can't." Oh, what the fuck? How did? They come again to the 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 time travel conundrum of like if we know this stuff and we have we have these powers like do we still have the powers like we're we destroyed the sphere we're away from the sphere like do we still have the powers and they're like I I think we all know that we do yeah um okay but like do we not tell them because they obviously don't know that that ship is going to travel back in time and they figure out that they need to choose to forget that they have the powers and that the ship came back from the future and that the sphere exists and that they make a friendship circle and choose to forget and everything's all better and everything's fine. It's fine. And the sphere is like, Oh, you don't want my gift. I'll fine. I'll fly off and all these people will see me fly off and you're not going to answer any of their questions about you me flying off because you forgot. Yeah. In air quotes, the real the sphere the was the friends are made along the way. Yeah. The end was fucking awful. Yeah. That was my least favorite part of the movie. But yeah, that's that's sphere. Yeah. I didn't hate this movie. No. Other I, than the I end was like hated, a little lame. I hated the end. The end is awful. Yeah. No. Other thing, everything else I thought was super cool. Like, that's a really cool concept. I like yeah. that. I like they would have more put more horror into it, I'd have been like, fuck yeah. Yeah. If it was more horror based and the end was like them dying or like becoming part of the sphere or something like that. I would have also accepted that they've been down there much longer than they thought they were down there. Yeah. Something. Like, they, they surface and they're in the future. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fuck? And then credits. Yeah. <laughs> like. The end yeah. of fucking Army of Darkness. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the the, the acting was fine, I think. Yeah. Like ninety percent of the acting was really good. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think the Barnes, the guy that played Barnes, was particularly great. I've never thought Queen Latifah was worth a shit as an actress. Um, I mean, she didn't really have much to do in this movie. I thought she no. was mostly fine. 
I just mostly wanted to talk shit about her. Why? I don't like her. Oh, you don't like her? I don't like her as an actress. I think she's charismatic and stuff, but I don't think she can act worth a fuck. Mm. Fair enough. Did you Have you seen that Equalizer show? Like, one, it's a network mm. show, so it, it's, it's going to be terrible 90% of the time anyway. But she's awful. Really? She's not a good actress. That's sad. But, um... I like, you know, I like Leif Schreiber. I like, I love Sam Jackson. Dustin Hoffman's good. Sharon Stone's usually good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the acting was good. The idea was fantastic. The dialogue is mostly good. Um, there's some like pseudoscience stuff that's, they're just saying words going on, but yeah. that's fine. Uh, yeah. Some of the effects were kind of cheesy. Yeah, they were a little cheesy. But. It was a really cool concept. I kind of like that. I don't know, like the uh, claustro- the claustrophobia of being stuck underwater to me was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's being like secluded from everyone else because you're mm. thousands of, of feet down Ooh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, some of the gore was good. Yeah. Because like the one girl gets like pulverized by the squid and like she just looks like meat meat yeah, yeah dangling meat and uh queen latifah got destroyed by a bunch of weird jellyfish that the biologist ne- had never seen before right and she's like these are not normal yeah and the weird sea snakes yeah the weird sea snakes i still can't get over the fact that like they're nocturnal yeah that's <laughs> so dumb so dumb that's but, not how snakes work. No, it's not how anything works. Yeah. You know. Except for me. I mean, actually, probably, if you fucked with them during the daytime, they'd probably be more likely to bite you because they're like, why'd you wake me up? Why'd you... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Overall, was... not a terrible movie. Yeah, it was okay. Not great, though. Good, not great. I felt bad for suggesting this movie. Yeah, uh, I thought it was going to be much better than what it was. I don't like. I said I don't actually think I've seen it. I think this is actually the first time I watched it. I think mm. I've only seen like that part with the books where Dustin Hoffman's like finding all the manifested copies of the book. And I always thought that that was always like a cool scene that stuck with me. I didn't like I said I didn't hate the movie like I don't think it was like a terrible choice but maybe yeah, we let just, me just pick the spooky movies. It has a <laughs> it has a like it doing what it does at the end pretty much like ruins the whole movie for me because it like makes it feel like there's no point. Yeah, yeah, to yeah have exactly. The movie like okay the you encountered a thing and the lesson you learned was you weren't ready to encounter the thing. Like I hate so you that. wished it away. Yeah. Like, and so like I really hated the ending. The ending pretty much run to the whole movie for me. Yeah, um, you know, either thing that you suggested or them like surfacing in the future. Yeah, I would have, I would have thought was cool. Um, even if it ended up being like a cliffhanger ending, like it would have been better than what we got. Right, as far as like this ending goes, I was kind of with Shane. I thought they would have to die. Like that's that's fucked up to say that. Yeah. But it felt like that's where the story was going. Or, like, so in my, uh, like, thinking about them surfacing in the future, like, they surface in the future further out than when the ship came. Right. 
because that also makes the time travel stuff make sense. Yeah. But then I also thought the movie was too long. I thought it dwelled on the same things too long, like which usually isn't a problem I have. Um, but it was just like, for being two hours and 15 minutes, like I didn't feel like enough stuff happened. Yeah. Because like we're down yeah. to like three characters by like the and end of the second, first act, yeah, right? Beginning of the beginning second. Of the somewhere second. in the second act, I think. Yeah. And it was just, I was just like, I, what? Like, I think Barnes dies a little bit later in the second act, like maybe middle of the second act, in the same time that uh, Ted does. Yeah, they die pretty close. Because it's like yeah, when they're... all hell breaks loose and like everything's on fire and shit. Yeah. Because yeah. Barnes gets killed by the closing like fire door and yeah. Ted gets burned like a hamburger. I did like that they kind of like built the relationships into like them already having pre-established relationships into the story because it really yeah. feels like you're getting dropped into the story like where it's at yeah like i did like that um i liked a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the way it was delivered like like i said i laughed way more than i felt like i should have because i was just amused yeah there would be like situational humor or whatever or how bad leave schreiber's death looked uh yeah <laughs> like you know um yeah, no, I just genuinely thought it was going to be a better movie. Yeah. I've so. heard a lot of good things about it, but, like, I don't know. There's some stuff in it that's just awful. And, yeah. Um, some parts that are like, eh. I would be more inclined to forgive this if the movie was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I right. agree. Just except that I could not forget, forgive that ending, though, regardless. Yeah, that ending was... Yeah. Poopy yeah. doop. It was poopy doop. Yep. So what I'm gathering from what Russell said is I need to pick all the spooky movies on this show because I picked a good one. You did pick a good one. Glorious was awesome. The one good one. <laughs> no. The one good one that I picked. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that the only movie you've really picked? I picked quite a bit. You guys oh, didn't sorry. Like... We're not tyrants. I swear to God, we're not tyrants. <laughs> You guys didn't like Return of the Living Dead. That's like my favorite. I thought it was movie. fun. Not a good movie. Mm, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, I was the one that didn't really like it. Eh, you're wrong. I mean, you can like it. Yeah, because it rules. I don't know. I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just being a stinker. Dave's being a stinker again. I'm a little stinker. Um, that was a sound bite. <laughs> Are we are, are we going to the corner already? Yeah, I don't yeah. really have anything else. Okay. God damn. <laughs> this might be quicker than when me and Shane did Alien 3. <laughs> Oof. Remember they were like, this sucks, this sucks. All right, later. Yeah. No, that was like a 25-minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can go to Dave's Trivia Corner if you'd like. All right. Dave's Trivia Corner! That's right. This is Dave's Trivia Corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say... Ooh, neat. Now, who's that guy? I don't know. What's he doing in my corner? Just hanging out. That's weird. Floating. Why is he floating in my corner? Mm. It's on Earth. I ask him why he's Welcome gold. to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Stop calling me Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready for some See hot trivia? fucking stupid made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or some trivia? Yeah. yeah. Uh, many scenes 
like Harry and Norman's conversation about making up the ULF report and dealing with Ted were completely improvised. What the fuck? Yeah. The jellyfish attack sequence used a combination of puppets, computer graphic imagery, and footage of real jellyfish filmed at a nearby aquarium. The footage of real jellyfish was played at three to five times its normal speed to make the jellyfish appear more aggressive. Yeah. Jellyfish don't move like that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the scene with the jellyfish was also improvised. Yep. <laughs> they hired all those jellyfish and do your thing, man. Yeah, and then they killed Queen Latifah. <laughs> Queen Latifah's a clone. Clone Latifah. Like Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Body double. Oh, shit. Now I'm scared. Anyways, more trivia. Samuel L. Jackson would work on this film during the week and then work on Jackie Brown on the weekends. Nice. Jackie Brown's mm. better. Yeah, Jackie Brown is yeah, better. Is. Uh, Dustin Hoffman expressed some disappointment with the film. He felt it wasn't yet ready to be released when it was. There were many more issues that needed to be addressed, but they didn't have the time to cover them all. They had to deliver what they had for the release date, which he felt was an incomplete film. Interesting. I kind of agree with Dustin. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I mean... It could have gone a lot of places instead of where it went, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, In the book, the sphere was supposed to be visualized as a perfectly polished silver sphere with grooved convulsions. Yeah, convulsions. Uh, that acted as a door opening so that people could enter. The movie originally had planned to use a sphere that has the same qualities, perfectly polished and silver, but soon found out that if it was placed in a dark room, the reflection would look almost entirely black and not as impressive. The special effects designer and director, Barry Levinson, eventually decided to go with a champagne-colored sphere due to how it looked on screen. Yep. I thought it looked okay. I mean, it's kind of get close. You're like, ah, oh, this looks kind of computer generated. Yeah, but, but it looked all right for yeah. especially for '98. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Hahn, the DJ in the rock band Lincoln Park, designed the sea snake through concept art. What? Yeah. Dude. So that's neat. Yeah. Well, that's. I got one neat. That's neat. Yeah, and then also he, what? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he was like, he was the only one of them that already had a career when the band started. Mm. So, like on 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 a level, it does make sense. I just didn't know he like had actually done stuff. Yeah, like he was a graphic designer. Well, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't know he like had did stuff for like, a movie, done stuff for like a movie and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the film was shot in a warehouse with specially constructed water tanks rather than being filmed on the high seas because Warner Brothers. That's a period. Uh, <laughs> didn't that want to pay the insurance. Didn't want to repeat the mistakes of Waterworld. It, wasn't spo- it was just the abbreviation of Brothers. <laughs> oh. It was Warner Bros. Okay. I'm dumb. Uh, didn't want the repeat of the mistakes of Waterworld. Uh, filming it on the ocean would have sent, sent the budget into the stratosphere, which had what crippled uh, Waterworld's chances at the box office. They managed to trim the budget to $20 million, but despite all of the precautions, this movie still died a quiet death at the box office. 
Hmm. Um, at around an hour and 50 minutes, uh, when Beth floods the me- uh, med lab, not meth lab, like I almost said, <laughs> uh, Norman dives in for an oxygen tank. While diving, he accidentally hits his head against a table. Yeah. This was not scripted, thus it occurred as a real accident. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that about? That's because it was real. Because it real. He hit his head. Uh, I got a few more. Okay. And they're all neat. Do you say so? Fuck you guys. I'm doing my best. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That needs to be a soundbite, too. Uh, Shot at the abandoned Mare Island Naval Shipyard in Vallejo, California. Vallejo. My dad Um, spent a lot of time in Vallejo. Really? I think. Uh, Beth was totally distrustful of Captain Barnes in the early uh, stages of the script of scripting. She believed that he was responsible for her for their predicament. In a critical flooding scene, Beth intentionally locked Barnes inside a tank and left him there to drown. In the final script, the subplot was scrapped and the death of Barnes was altered to an accident with no involvement from Beth. Lame, dumb. Would have been better. I have one more. Okay. Okay. Uh, order and reason in which people enter the sphere in the movie. Okay. One is Harry, mainly from curiosity. Mm-hmm. Two is Norman, accidentally while tending to an unconscious Harry. Yep. Uh, Beth, to spite Norman and out of curiosity. Uh, order and reason in which people uh, enter the sphere in the book. Harry from Curiosity, Beth, presumably just to gain power over the men on the crew. Uh, three Norman specifically to gain the power to combat Harry and Beth. I want to read book. this book now. I kind of do too. Yeah, that's that interesting. sounds way more interesting. Subconscious fear fight. Yeah, <laughs> fear fight. This is Ben. That one's neat. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all I have for the trivia. Okay. So this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. I forgot to pay the guy for the outro. Oh. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to rate this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rate, rate it. it. Let's rate it. I'm going to give it a six. Um, I really like, like I said, I really like the idea and I think like the acting in the, the cast is good. Um, but like some of the execution, it could have been more horror based or you just, even just like more taut and stuff. Um, the, the pacing was kind of weird because it's like broken up into chapters. Um, which like Dave mentioned that it's based on a Michael Crichton book. Um, from my experience with Jurassic Park, the book is probably way better. Uh, and what he said about the book, too. Yeah. So we should read it. Um, yeah. We'll read it for the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll read it together for the show. Yeah. I'll read it line by line on the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we can do that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a six because, like, the ending is awful and the execution was just wasn't there completely. So. Russell, I agree with everything you said, except that you gave it a six. Oh. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. 
if I had a better ending, I'd probably give it a six. I yeah. really hate this ending. The ending is awful. I'm going to go down to a five and a half. <laughs> I, was, I said six, and I was thinking six the whole time, but I just felt like it was probably too much. Five and a half. Four and a half. Dave. Really? That's all you had, Russell? Yeah. Oh, okay. Russell's sleepy, and he's sad that he chose this movie and, like, forced it upon us. It's okay, buddy. I'm not mad yeah. at you. I could have picked, like, a way funnier movie to force upon you. I mean, yeah. Like... Or we could have watched Underwater, which is, like, a similar concept as far as, like, being trapped in an underwater vessel, but actually has Cthulhu in it. Whoa. I don't know if I've seen that one. I haven't either, but I just know that's... I mean, that's spoilers, I guess, because you don't know until the end, but... We could also have watched Deep Blue Sea. Also has Sam Jackson in it, but he gets yeah. eaten by a shark. Yeah. A motherfucking shark eats him. Yeah. And Coolio's there. That's super smart sharks. Why would you make sharks smarter? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> that Tom was my Jane, favorite line yeah. in that movie. <laughs> Tom Jane. Is he in that? Yep. He's oh, yeah. the he's the diver guy. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and him and Ella, yeah, I'm spoiling it if no one's seen it, but him and Ella Uncle Jerry the only ones left at the end. Yeah. That's right, yeah. It wasn't Coolio, it was Cool J L Cool J. I said Coolio. Oh yeah. L Cool J. Anyway, they're both cool. Sphere. Uh Sphere. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Okay. If it was a better ending. Maybe a seven or an eight. Yeah, I really like. I liked. I still like the movie. It's a cool concept. I talked about it earlier. Yeah, that like underwater, trapped underwater, thou- uh, thousands of feet under sea is cool to me. Like yeah. that's legitimate, kind of terrifying. Yeah, and like underwater is spooky. It's There's fucking spooky. scary ass shit that happens underwater. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly down there. Yeah, it's gnarls Barkley down there. And but I so just wish. It's- Crazy, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. <laughs> oh, do it again. I don't remember the next line. Crazy, I think it was just oh, that one. You make me crazy. Crazy. Oh, is that what this? Here, I'll play it. No, it's <laughs> I think I don't know something like that. Um, but yeah, cool concept. I wish it leaned more into the horror, like Shane said. Um, wish the ending wasn't balls mm. involved a ball, but mm. I wish it wasn't balls dildos. Yeah. I wish they would have had enough balls to do a real fucking ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I helped you out. Two spheres, thank you. Yeah, like the second sphere f- shows up, and like the two spheres like slowly start to like become one sphere. Yeah, and they get halfway together, and then they like. Start to come back apart. Then it's just the sack. Then it's just the sack. And then like, they go back together again. Hey, guys, and thanks for a- listening to DQP Does, where we talked about Sphere this week. And the baby Sphere has the real power. Uh, Concluding our cosmic horror. Because <laughs> it was the chosen series. One. Yeah. Uh, stop it. Did we make it better or worse? Worse. I think we made it better. Worse. So much worse. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on social media, searching Drafty Quarters Productions. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Please uh, subscribe for one dollar. 
so that we can uh, stop eating frozen burritos um, all the time and stop Only working. Sometimes. That'd be cool. Like, oh my god, I would love that. It'd be amazing. So we could do this all the time. We'll try to like review better movies <laughs> so we can talk more about them. They might. Um, they or should. like they're, they're so bad that we just can complain and shit on it the whole time. But anyway, thank hey. you for listening. Uh, we're going to go back to AVP now, finally, and finish oh, fuck. Finish that. That's why you picked this movie. I you were forgot. like, ah, I wonder how long I can stave that fucking shit fest off. Two weeks. Um, we thought it was one. Yeah, you got we two. We pulled out yeah. two. Dave, you did that on purpose, didn't you? Uh, Maybe. Bump. No, don't actually do it. <laughs> oh. I didn't we're do on it. audio. I didn't do it. Hey, Shane. Huh? I'm going to ask you a question, and uh-huh. I want you to make a noise. Uh-huh. The noise is up to you. Okay. Yeah. What's the sound of two spheres fucking? Sounds like one finished real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's like, oh, man. All right. Thanks for listening. That was Sphere. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. I would be happy if Jerry had no emotions whatsoever, because the thing of it is, once you go down that road, here's Jerry, an emotional being cooped up for 300 years with no one to talk to, none of the socialization, none of the emotional growth that comes from contact with other emotional beings. So, well, what happens if Jerry gets mad? This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.